<clears throat> okay, welcome, John, to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So, it is the final part of your boxing journey for 2021, at least. At least, um, yeah. At least, at least. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say there. Um, <clears throat> so, let's talk about the fight, actually. So, I said match again, you know. I think yeah. uh, the boxing critics are going to shoot me down for that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Friday or oh, Thursday night leading into Friday. How was that? Okay, so um, I, I suppose Thursday night was was a night I expected not to sleep. Um, I, I thought I would be kind of really um, at that point just thinking, oh my goodness, what's going to happen tomorrow? But actually, um, Thursday was a day I did nothing. Um, I, I stayed at home, didn't do any work, um, didn't do any exercise. I kind of pretty much chilled the entire day. I had a couple of things, but nothing very much. Um, and so I was really, I was really rested in many ways. Um, and so my brain didn't go into overtime and didn't start thinking what ifs and I suppose this happens, I suppose that happens. So I didn't get to that, that you know, future event stuff um, at that point. Um, uh, and Friday morning uh, came along and I was, again, really, really calm, which which astonished me because earlier in the week, you know, before we had our sparring session on the Monday at M1 Fitness, um, my stomach was turning. Uh, just the prospect of actually going into a ring with you as opposed <laughs> to just sparring in Gorbo's gym, which yeah. was a, a completely different feeling inside those four sets of ropes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I'd had a conversation with, with my mindfulness coach earlier in the week um, I, I was talking about these butterfly things and she said, well, it's either butterflies of excitement or butterflies of nerves. You have to choose which one it is. But she said, then once you've decided which one it is, just blow them out and get, let them go. And actually, that's exactly what happened. And from pretty much from that day, uh, my stomach has been entirely calm and not nervous at all. Um, so, so Friday morning was about making a list of all the things I need to remember for that, that afternoon. Um, and, you know, I said in, in my kind of video for that, at that point, I said, I'll check it twice. Well, I checked it a few times, actually, you know, um, and everything went into the bag and it was, it was listed. And this, uh, and even things like, you know, whether I put my mouth guard, I put it in the bag at the end with the mesh on it, you know, so I knew exactly where to find stuff if I needed to. Um, and, and actually when, it was kind of a, a, an anti-climax in a certain sense Friday because I wasn't jumpy and nervy and jumped about and thinking oh, what's going to happen next and how we get there. Because um, Billy Smith had said to me, get there early. So I did, I was there about half past two, maybe just after half past two. Um, and I sat in, in, in the sun outside in the car until it got closer to three and then went in. Um, and the other thing that we, we had talked about um, with, with the mindfulness girl on Tuesday was about, you know, what is it that would make Friday better or easier? And I said, well, what makes the whole thing easier for me is uh, structure, you know, and knowing what the time scales are, you know, what the sequence of events is. And and they had certainly published that, I think, the day before the first day, something like that. Um, and, and so I knew exactly what the sequence of events was. Um, it, it went very slowly, but it was yes. a very calm and relaxed kind of day. And and we knew that, um, you know, from, from arrival at three o'clock, medicals at four, you know, uh, briefing at five, you know, and all the different bits and pieces that were supposed to happen. So actually, it was just... Um, I think I've likened it to a train journey several times, um, and that's kind of what it was like. It was a case of getting on the train at Glasgow, and you know, like first stop is Lindsay, next stop is Croy, whatever you know, and you know where you're at in the journey. Yeah. Uh, and that that made everything really, really easy on Friday night. 
Okay. <clears throat> and then obviously, um, I text you on Thursday night to tell you that I had injured myself um, <laughs> playing tennis. Um, fell over, hurt my hip and hurt my knee. You know difference, of course, you realise that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, you know, I give you an advantage there, John. <laughs> um, so, you know, of all the days for that to happen, the day before, um, oh. you know, I didn't clearly take Mark's advice on board rest. Uh-huh. Um, that was my downfall. <clears throat> but I think. Um, but you were in a different position from me, though, in that case, Scott, because you were, you had work to do um, and you didn't have a choice about whether you did it or not. I had a yeah. choice about whether I did work or not that day. So I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's unfair of you to say that about yourself that you know you, you chose not to do much. Yeah. You didn't have a well, choice. it was a little bit of exercise yeah. that resulted in me hurting my head. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the Friday, Friday morning. So, Friday was a very long day for myself. Um, up at half four, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, worked for quarter to six, working till 12, but I had a spin class to do that day. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously meeting yourself at three, medicals, you know, a lot hanging about. Um, but yeah, I think, and, and work personally, um, I was getting those butterflies, anxious uh, feelings all day. Because I think um, being in front of that mass crowd um, for the first time, because obviously um, when we were doing our sparring or our training, we'd maybe seen one or two people within the gym area, Mm -hmm. but not 600 people. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let, let's talk about... I just need to talk about that, um, and I'll, I'll just kind of come back on that for a second, because um, the people didn't phase me at all. Um, they were part of that... Um, they were part of that uh, event, and, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't say that I, I'm, I'm regularly in front of that num- that size of a crowd, but um, they're just people there for, you know, to be an audience, you know? Um, so so that, that didn't bother me at all, that bit, because... Yeah. Well, we'll come to that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about... We'll, we'll go stage by stage then. Okay. okay. So let's talk about the medical. What what was involved in that? Well, it was... it was. I'm, I've got to be careful what I say here in case UWCP are listening, you know, just because you'll be careful what you say, because uh, I might not ever fight again. Um, so the medical was a bit of an anticlimax in a certain sense, you know. Um, two pages of I agree not to sue you for whatever happens, whether I die or don't die, whatever, you know. So two pages of that and then a page of questions. Um, and none of the questions were difficult, you know, things like, you know, do you take medicines? You know, have you got this? Have you got that? Have you had this in the last six weeks? Whatever. Um, and so they're all relatively easy to answer. Um and the actual medical examination, as it were, was um, was so superficial I could have done it myself. Yeah. Whether that was designed so that they didn't fail anyone and they didn't put anyone out at the last minute, um, or what, I don't know. Maybe it's due to years of experience of the paramedics and they know exactly what to look for and what to ask for. Uh, and it's kind of like the guy with the hammer on the TV. It's only where to hit it, then it'll work. Yeah. So maybe that's just, maybe I, I saw something which I expected to be more detailed and more thorough as being very superficial. And maybe that's all it was. Maybe just to the experts and they knew exactly what they were doing. 
but, but the medical consisted of blood pressure and oxygen levels and and you know check of your eyes, make sure you weren't completely loopy. Um, yeah. That was about it, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, so a, a bit of an anticlimax actually, medical. Um, um, although um, one of our one of our members um, <laughs> uh, didn't quite make it through medical. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't think he did either. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So then we then the next part was we got a briefing, you know, from the, the MC and the referee. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. And then the list was put up by Mark Connor. Um and then we were third on the on the billing. Um so how did that make you feel that out of 28 fights we were going to be third on the you know the the billing for that night. Well, it made me feel so delighted um, because it meant like two things. It meant, first of all, uh, and this will sound like I didn't, I, I wasn't looking forward to it because I was, I was actually looking forward to it immensely. It, the first thing is it would get it over with, get it done, you know, and, and you and I both said that, let's get it yeah. done this week um, or last week, that it was. Um, and and so to be third out of 28, 29 fights was, was amazing. Um, the second thing about that was I was just so delighted because it meant then that we could be out there with our friends and colleagues and stuff like that and, and actually relax and have fun and enjoy the rest of the night. Yeah, um, totally. Which if we'd been 28, 27, 26, we'd have been sitting in that room for like three hours or four hours waiting for something mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. And then, so obviously... What ecstatic is the word you were looking for? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm thinking that... Okay, so let's talk about being ushered um, to ringside by the security. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> amazing. It was a great feeling, you know. Um, so, first, well, you kind of missed out the parade, but, but we'll come to we'll come Oh, back. yeah, yeah, sorry. But anyway, so getting ushered out was super because you then kind of start to feel a bit special, you know. Um, we were the stars of the show. Um, well, two of the 56 or 58 stars of the show, yeah. but, but nonetheless, stars of the show. And, you know, as, as we came through the, the doors down into the kind of reception area outside the hall, um, um, I, I don't know if I said this to you at the night or not, but but certainly um, the, the vision of ancient Rome came into my head, you know, and the Colosseum um, and us being the gladiators, you know. Um, people were there to see a spectacle um, and that's what we had to do was to be their entertainment for the night. But, and it was a really funny feeling because for us, it was a competition between you and me. For them, it was simply they've come along to get some entertainment and yeah. you know, they really don't care who wins. Actually, they, they don't have any strong feelings about it. Um, and actually just sitting there waiting, uh, you know, once your head guard was put on and the gloves had been put on, your mouth guard was in, and you're just sitting there waiting. You did just feel like an extra in a movie in a certain sense, you know. You weren't the main, you weren't the main attraction. You were just an extra who was on to fill in a space on, on the programme, basically. Yeah. Um, so from that point of view, um, it, it was unexciting. It was very, very unexciting at that point. And, you know, if, if there were to be nerves in my stomach at that point, that's when it would have been. But there yeah. wasn't. They just weren't there. And I, I, that was disappointing because I would have liked to have felt a bit more um, excited about it, you know? Yeah. Okay. And then <clears throat> for me, my biggest disappointment um, came in the very next part um, when... You were called on to the ring, um, the MC, um, called uh, the accountant, um, fighting in the red corner. 
Um, however, they never played our music, Correct. which was really, really poor. Hmm. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, 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 you'll, you'll no doubt explain what your music was in a minute. Mine was We Will Rock You. And I mean, that's su- such an iconic bit of, you know, anthemic music that, you know, I, I, I had imagined everyone stamping their feet, clapping along with the rhythm because it's such a strong rhythm that it starts with. Um, and and it, it was what I was listening to beforehand, thinking this is what I'm coming into. I need to get this in my head so that I can yeah. start to see what this will look like um, and feel what it will look like. And it never happened. I went into what was a dead room, basically, do you know? Um, I think um, for myself as well, when they shouted me, Jarhead. Jarhead, <laughs> yes. Jarhead, um, fighting in the blue corner. Um, you know, I walked in there and I don't know what the hell was playing. I wouldn't really call it music. That's that's for sure. Um, background noise, right? That's yes, how I would yeah. de- describe it. And to motivate for myself, it was I Have the Tiger because uh-huh. I love the Rocky films, which you need to okay. watch. <laughs> I do need to watch that, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, when I when I hear I Have the Tiger, I always initiate it with rock, the Rocky movies uh-huh. um, and with boxing. And that's the main song that I would play at a boxercise class. Uh-huh. Right. I was okay. taking a class. So that gets me psyched up and motivated, but that never happened. So we had some monstrosity in the, the background. And then as I'm walking through, I've got all these eyes on me. And I, all of a sudden, I'm trying to put my arms in there um, to motivate myself. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this, <laughs> this isn't happening. <laughs> um, and then, um, you didn't actually mention this, but um, the, the worst fear of all was not tripping up when you going up that steps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, that was a that was a wee success not doing that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So the fight is about to take place. The two is are being ushered into the middle of the ring by the referee. Mm-hmm. Listening to his rules. Um, I don't know if you can remember any of his rules. I have no recollection of what he said at all. It okay. was at that point my mind was what's happening next um, and so you could have said you've just won five million pounds in the lottery John <laughs> I didn't know, honestly um, so <coughs> that was pretty bad from, in the terms of what what I what I was hearing obviously sorry what I was listening to I mean I didn't I didn't I heard them speak but I didn't listen to what he said okay. I'm not entirely sure what he said but okay. you know, it doesn't matter now, you know. <laughs> right okay so the fight fight kicks off the ring bell goes the two is going in the middle of the ring. We touch gloves. Okay. Nice yep. jabs. Meant to be part of the game plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I want to say maybe 15, 20 seconds in, John hits me with a body blow to my chest, which yep. has now which has now left me with a massive bruise. <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, shit, John is taking this seriously. <laughs> Okay, John came out firing all guns. Well, <laughs> um, I wish that were true, Scott. Watch the video. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but in my head, that that's that's the way it felt from my angle. Oh. Um, that 
but it's interesting that you're, that's your perception of that because my perception was identical. Um, you know, I did a couple of light jabs and a, and a cross, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, that, there was a, 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 a jab went straight to my head, and I thought, he's not playing the game here, right? So I'm off the go, and, and that was it. Then at that point, that's when I started hitting heavy, um, and the, the whole thing just went out of control after that, you know? Yeah, it just became, um, it, it reminds me of one of our first times at Globals that, we were, you know, it was our first time sparring um, wow. within that wee gym environment in the FT area, and it just became a brawl. <laughs> it did, absolutely did, though. yeah. Um, everything <laughs> that we had practised for the last eight weeks, um, you know, within our own training and then going down to Mark's gym oh. um, and you attending the grip house, everything we'd done in training went out the window. Exactly. And and I think that's my lasting memory of that um, was that it was um, that I was out of control with that because if I simply remember to keep my hands up then and, and use my kind of defensive uh, you know, approach to get your jabs and, and crosses down yeah. to, to give you a bit of um, exposure, Things might have turned out differently, you know. Um, but I think that was when the heat of the moment took over, um, and that suddenly the skill that I had acquired over the last number of <laughs> months just went, and it became a brawl. You're absolutely right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that. Um, but you know, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you got, you got what you eventually wanted after all. After what, I think probably our first session up at a uh, Hugging Field Lock was when I was holding the pad, I was smiling, <laughs> and you just wanted to punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so you got you got that, you know. So let's talk about the actual fight. Okay. So, you know, obviously it became a brawl, and then, the ref, you know, I hit you in the head. The referee started the count. We broke away. Um, and then, obviously, the, the referee... Called, called the match after minute 33, I want to say that's what it was. Um, but you actually muttered that you wanted to continue. Yeah, and, and that was my mistake. Um, not that I said I wanted to continue, but my mistake was I didn't say yes, ref, because that's what they told us in the briefing. You know, if the ref counts you to eight and he says, do you want to continue, box or fight or whatever it is, you know, and, and you say yes, ref, then he'll let you continue. Um, so he asked me the question twice and I muttered something through my, my mouth guard and, and my kind of stupor at that point because I was still kind of a bit dazed after the, the punch. Um, yeah, I want to continue, I want to continue. And, and then he put his hands up and said, that's it over. Um, and, you know, I suppose if I look back on, on and, and I, I, I always hate looking at regrets in one's life, but, you know, even looking back as, as far as these three days, that the one regret I've got is that I didn't pay attention at that point and I actually just say yes, ref, because I reckon I could have continued at that point without it. Yeah, no, I still think there's 20 odd seconds to go in that bout, you know. So, no, I know. Um, especially the fact that I know you can you you can last the three rounds of two minutes, mm-hmm. um, we've lasted way longer mm-hmm. than that. Um, so I think, I think, um, that was a disappointing factor that. Um, you know, you're having to say certain words when you've got a mouth guard then, and I, I disagree with that um, on the, you know, the aspect of the sport. Um, if you are fit and capable, and, you know, if you're just a nod of the head, yeah, you're good to go, I think that should be good enough um, to continue. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, but you know, we have to. He's a professional referee, so we have to accept his his word. You know, there's yeah. This is kind of like you know, um, Warriors versus Leinster, and, and saying the referee was wrong. You know, when they were points. You know, so you know, I, I, I've I've got to respect his decision. You know, and maybe maybe in retrospect it was the right decision in terms of my health and safety. Um, yeah. but um, looking back on it, I would just wish I had listened better and said yes, ref, instead of uh, I'm going to continue. And that was it. Okay. So, and then, so he, he called the match, right? The fight, apologies again. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> fight, whatever. Match. Um, <coughs> okay. So, brings the, the two in the centre of the line. Either side of him, blue corner wins, jarhead. However, at this point, the MC announces, well done to John Fairgrave, the accountant, who is 65 years old. What an inspiration this man is. And everyone is applauding you, John. Mm. How, how did that make you feel at that point? Um, well, I mean, I think that is that is that could lead me on to a whole big discussion about inspiration. Um, but but for me, the, the age thing is really it's a it's a very um annoying thing you know um you know so if i'm going to just kind of pause that part of the conversation a bit and i'm going to jump back to a bit of grip house training that we did um i think probably first or second night we did sparring um i, I was lucky enough or unlucky enough to, to spar with brian um who was fighting michael um on, on friday and, and i think brian won i can't i think that's how it worked anyway um, and, and Brian, you know, we started off light sparring and I must have hit Brian ever so slightly harder than what he thought was light sparring. And anyway, the next thing is hard hit and he knocked me for six, pretty much the same way you did on, on Friday night. Um, and Mark, who was kind of standing watching all the different bits of sparring that were going on, said to, to Brian, he says, that guy's 65, he says, watch what you're doing. Um, and I let it go because I, I was still trying to get myself back up off the ground effectively at that point. Um, I went back in with Brian again, and, and he did it again. Uh, and I sat, I said, then, I'm finished. I, I'm not going to do any more of that. I, I did some more sparring later on with other people in the group, but but beyond that, um, and I said to Mark at the end, I said, look, I'm here to fight. I'm here to learn. I'm here to to get better. You know, I don't want my age used as an excuse for not doing something. And he said, it's not about your age. He says, um, it's about your safety. He said, and if I think that you're in a situation where you're unsafe, he said, I will get you out of that situation. So, so I could understand that, and, and I and I respected Mark Mark's decision on that ultimately. But what I didn't ever want to have done is have my age used as an an exemplar, if you like, of what I was doing because I was there to box like anybody else was, yeah. um, and whether I happened to be older. Younger, middle of the age, whatever you know. It, it, to me, that should make no difference, you know. Um, but clearly, it did. Um, and a lot of the comments I got back. Well, I mean, after after that, it was pretty embarrassing in some ways um, because every time I went up to get drinks or went out to see somebody, pat in the back, well done, mate. You know, blah blah blah, you know. And um, people saying, "Oh, you did so wonderfully well. And you're, you're such an inspiration." And all that. And and I don't see the inspiration stuff. It's perhaps there, but that's not why I did it. I didn't do it to be inspirational or to lead others or any of that stuff. I did it because I wanted to do it. Um, and and so my mind has a very big disconnect about this stuff. It really does. Um, uh, and, and it kind of gets me upset in a certain sense. 
mean, I'm pleased if that's how people have seen what I did, that it is inspirational for them, but I just I just can't get it. Sorry, my head just doesn't work that way. Okay. Um, but, <clears throat> okay, so what were you feeling at that time in the middle of the ring when the MC announced that? Um, well, I, t- I kind of didn't know what to do at that point. Um, if I'd won, the arms would be up in the air and I'd been triumphant. I'd been prancing around the ring. I'd been kind of just giving you a kick jab as I went past, you know. So <laughs> um, I, I would certainly have made you realise I had won at that point, which yeah. I'm pleased to say you didn't do to me. So you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't disrespect me in any way at all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think we kind of had a kind of joint picture at the end and stuff like that. So it was all, it was all really good and, and very friendly. And, and that's how sport should be. It should be about being... It should kind of recognise the the equalness of each other um, that's yeah. taking part, you know. Um, and, and yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I would have necessarily been as triumphant as that. I don't think I'd been as as gallus as that. But but um, but certainly um, certainly um, I didn't feel better because he'd said it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I felt any better. It didn't make me feel justified in having lost. Um, it didn't make me feel more justified in having done it. It was just something he said, and you know, okay, so the crowd might have enjoyed that idea, um, but it didn't. It didn't do anything for me, I'm afraid. Okay, and then let's talk about you know, we've we've just finished the fight. <coughs> we've been, we've got out the ring, and then as soon as we get out the ring, there's security there, usher us through the reception area, get us into the back. And we're doing our medicals, we're post medical. So talk, let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, apart from the fact you're sitting opposite me, and I said I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't follow the plan. <laughs> that was all, that's all I can remember about that. Really, was I, I was just so furious, you know. <laughs> um, but but post bout medical was was um, was actually in some ways <laughs> than the pre. About medical was um, because they were much more interested in checking for concussion. Excuse me, which which um, in boxing is obviously a, a, a pretty critical um, a condition to get. Um, so so I think they were much more more um, focused on testing for that. At least yeah. that's how it felt to me anyway. You know, um, and uh, <laughs> I've, to, I've got to think. You know, sort of um, this guy says to me, he says, "Have you got, you got a sore head?" I said, "Well, I've just been punched in the head, so yeah, I've got a sore head." <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just laughed and moved on to the next question. So, so yeah, so it was it was a much more important medical the second one, and I think that was it was good that it was there. Um, and I think you know, um, either my wife or my daughter said to me at some point, you know, what happens if you get knocked out? You know, are there medics there? You know, is there an ambulance there? Is there a doctor there? And I said, yeah, I'm sure there will be. Yeah. There were there was, a, there was at least two paramedics and one doctor. Uh, I'm sure there were more paramedics because they had to go and deal with the, the silent person earlier on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk about <coughs> reflection on on you know leaving the medical room, um, getting your bag, going up and uh, getting changed into your suit. What what was your thoughts? Um, obviously running through your head at that moment in time. Um, the fight's done, um, you know, but now it's the aftermath. Um, you know, you're having to deal with your friends and family um, because they, they were expecting a John Fairgrave win. Because yeah, yeah. They, were expect, they were expecting 
John to stick to the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. Um, Yeah, so I I suppose, um, you know, once we were back downstairs again, um, my biggest emotion was a bit of disappointment. Um, And it was was curious because um, it was disappointment about having let people down. Um, I, I don't know so much it was about not winning. I don't know... I don't know how much I expect to win, whether it was 80% certain I was going to win in my head um, or, or whether it was only 70 or I don't know what. But um, it was a certain amount of disappointment because they had come, they'd had their dinner, you know, they were sitting waiting for this match to start. Yes, it was nice and early in the evening, so that was great for them. And then I was on the stage for like a minute and a bit and that was it, it's all done. Um, and so, and okay, so if it had gone to full time, we'd have been talking maybe 10 minutes on stage max. So, it was about an, an eighth or a seventh of the amount of time that they might have expected to see me doing something. Yeah. But actually, much less than that. And that I, I felt a, a, a big bit of guilt that I had dragged them all the way down there for that for a minute and a half. Do you know? Yeah, and so, I think the, you know, for myself as well, um, I think it was um, disappointing um, the views that were friends and family um, got um, for, for our fight. Um, you know, regarding the seating plan. Um, that was a dis- disappointing aspect to the, the event for myself. Yeah, I, I think that was down to the fact that they had combined two events into one. You know, they, they combined March 20 and November 21 into one big event. Yeah. And, you know, while it works from their point of view in the sense of they make more money off it, you know, um, and... Uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's still one boxing ring. It's one higher of the evening of the of the, the room and all the rest of it. Um, you know, they got they got twice twice the volume of customers for the price of one sort of thing. So, and I kind of understand that. But but yes, you're right. I mean, I was I was solely disappointed we didn't get a table organised um, because that would have made the event much better in some ways. Yeah. Although having said that, you know, if we'd been stuck at a table in the ring area, uh, then when it came, you know, once we'd done our bit, you know. We'd have been stuck in the ring area and all the noise going around about it. Yeah. So and we wouldn't have had the same off. chance to chat and be relaxed about it. So yeah. so yes, okay. So for that minute and a half, pretty much was the time that we'd have had a table for that would have made sense. <clears throat> but then for the other five hours that followed after that, then we'd have been stuck, stuck in that same place. Yeah, just um, with all the 30 minute drinks queues and stuff like that, you know, which didn't yeah. make any sense. So actually, um, on reflection, probably the table wasn't the best idea. No, the no, it would have been yeah, nice. There is, yeah, there is a uh, pros and cons to. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, it's not that, you know. Okay, right. So, what about the next day, John? What What was your thoughts on the morning of the next day? Um. Well, I don't really know. I had about three hours sleep, probably <laughs> for a start. Yeah, you know, well, I bed at like half one or two, and I'm six. So, if I can yeah. hold you on there. Yep. Um, and you know, obviously, I stayed over in the Normandy uh, that night, um, and I got a nice wake up call at ten to two in the morning, where the fire alarm went off. <laughs> it was a full evac, um, and as you know, it was wind and it was cold. Yeah, Storm Arvin was in was in play at that point. Yeah. Yes, I. Um, so no, and I won't be staying there again. Um, <laughs> a basic room, um, you know. A TV with no TV signal. I had to watch. Right. Had to watch The Simpsons on my phone. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's how the evening was for myself. <laughs> oh, good man. Good man. 
Okay, so the next morning, John, you had three others kicked. Yeah, and and uh, the next morning, um, and it's it's a strange thing. My my body clock says get up at five every single day. I managed to sleep in until half six, I think, probably on Saturday. Um, and that was about it. And that was me for the rest of the day. Um, I'm still probably about ten to twelve hours behind in my sleep that I need. To okay. Um, and uh, it's gradually catching up, but it's very very slowly catching up. Yeah. Um, and and at my age, that's something that you need to be kind of conscious of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's let's chat about what's next for John Fairgrave and 2022. What's the next plan? Right. Okay. So <coughs> so I think the first thing to say about that is that the there is a next plan, which I'll come to in a second. Um, but I think it's important also to say that boxing is not finished. Um I think it's probably finished in relation to that kind of event. Um, and, and that's not because I didn't enjoy the event. I did enjoy the event, absolutely. Um, but if you think about the the, the difficulty that, that, that I had in getting to the event, um, in that, number one, they wouldn't let me fight um, because they could only fit me against a 31-year-old or a 50-year-old who was younger than me, who was more skillful than me. Um, and you stepped in, I'm, I'm thankful to say, when I told you that, you, within like 12 hours, you said, how about fighting me? Um, and when I said I said to Mark, I said, I've got a solution to the fight problem. And he said, oh, right, I'm listening. He says, meaning he was interested to see what I'd come up with. Um, and when I told him it was you, he said, fair enough, okay, that's fine, let's do that. But actually, the reality is that the very thing which they didn't want to have happen, which is me fight a 31-year-old and a 31-year-old to knock me out, um, is actually what happened. So <laughs> enormous irony in that. Um, but here's the thing. If I go back through UWCB again as my next boxing activity, then what's going to happen is the same thing all over again. That is even if they let me sign up the next time, because I think yeah. they've learned from that experience that you know you shouldn't take somebody who's 65 unless you can fight, find them a match. Yeah. Um, so so I think that's the first thing I would say that that the, the UWCB route, while enjoyable and stunning in terms of the experience like no other, um, then I don't think they would let me fight again, to be honest. So, but but what I see the next part, maybe the, of the first part of next year being, um, is about a, a, a kind of dedication towards boxing skills improvement. So um, one of the things I've, I've talked about maybe at some point was that you know when, when you start boxing, you have this level of unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you're doing, basically. Um, and eventually, as you learn things, you become a little bit more aware of what you're doing, but you still can't do it really well. So where I'd like to be now, um, maybe in another three to four months' time, is to be more consciously competent. And I was actually, I know what I'm doing, but I have to think about it every time I do it. It's like driving a car, you know, the more you do it, the less you have to think about doing it. You know, changing gears and pressing accelerator, pressing the brake, you know, looking out the mirror and all the rest of it all at the same time. That comes only with lots of practice of doing the same thing over and over again. And so what I see the next three months as being is, is being one where my boxing skill levels improve so that I have to think about it, but I can do it better. Yeah. Um, and I would love to have some more fights. There's no doubt about it. Um, why would I have all this kit? If I can't fight him again, exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. you've, you've spent a lot of money on the kit as well. Yeah. Well, I've spent money on Amazon, that's what I've done, and it's cheap. Yeah. So, um, okay. but, but that's not the end of the story, Scott, though. So, and that's only saying basically the boxing is not finished okay. um, because I think it's an amazing sport. Uh, I think it's a very difficult sport. It, it looks easy when you see people just you know knocking the six bells out of each other in the ring. 
Um, but it's actually very difficult to be good at boxing. Um, and, and I think it's a sport that I can be good at because um, it doesn't really involve a lot of um, a lot of stuff like, you know, like uh, rugby doesn't doesn't have the same kind of skills that boxing needs. You know, it's got different skills and different different attributes, but but boxing would work for me, I think. Yeah. But that's that's fine. But that's not anything new. That's not anything more challenging, you know. Um, yes, I could go and fight Mike Tyson if he would actually answer my phone calls for a change. But um, um, it's not going to happen, you know. So so I have to get my head realistic about this stuff. So so I think, um, and, and, you know, you have a very bad habit, I've got to say, uh, an extremely bad habit um, of just dropping little seeds and ideas into the air and suddenly they land in my head and they kind of go from there. Um, and, and you know, you said to me on Friday night, because we were talking about this, you know, um, in, your, in the after party, and uh, you said to me, just like a throwaway remark, and I, I know you do this, so it wasn't as much of a throwaway remark as it seemed. You said, <laughs> how about open water swimming? And I'm thinking to myself, that's oh, not very exciting, that, you know. It's like, it's not exactly a sport even, you know. It's just like you go in the, the, the loch and swim from one side to the other and that's you done. How's that exciting? But then, of course, you know, the seed started to germinate over the course of Saturday and into Sunday. Um, and so by Sunday, the open water swimming has become triathlon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is challenging because that's three sports all joined together, running, swimming and cycling. Yeah. And um, you know, having had a look at it, um, uh, you know, there's lots of different levels of that. But but I think the, the main one that I want to be able to achieve by the end of this year coming up is um, Olympic standard triathlon, which <clears> is uh, you know uh, larger distances. Um, but but to make things a bit tougher um, to get that in under three hours. So so that's the challenge for 2022. Yeah. Um, and um, I would like to add a little bit of something into that. Um, I also said to you at some point in the last week about um, the world record for burpees. Actually, now um, Thomas O'Reilly um, talked about the burpees as the most hated thing on this planet, um, and they are the most hated thing on this planet. Whoever invented the burpee is should be shot. <laughs> um, but but the reality is that that burpees are actually good for you in a certain sense because they exercise every bit of your body. Um, I kind of like boxing, I suppose. Um, and the reason people hate it so much is because it's hard. It's, it's a very high aerobic activity. Um, well, I think you know, that's how I would describe it. Um, and so while I might not get anywhere near the world record for burpees, which is over 900 an hour, um, or about 17 or 18 per minute, um, I think I see or I feel a kind of burpee challenge coming on somewhere you know, in the next three to six months. Um, I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't know how I will implement it um, or what shape it will take, but I think I would like to do something clever with that. Okay. No, fantastic, John. Um, and maybe, maybe um, it could be a gym-sponsored trip activity, you know, so I actually do it in the gym. Um, and, you know, at, at one point in the gym uh, at Emirates, they had, like, um, maybe a couple of years back, they had, you know, who can row the furthest and the shortest distance sort of idea, and you, and you kind of got your name on the board sort of idea. Yeah, you know? that's right. So yeah. I would love to talk to Glasgow Club that maybe it's setting a burpee challenge across the whole of the estate and saying, you know, who can do the most burpees in the shortest time sort of idea. Yeah. Um, and that might just, it might take burpees out of the most hated to most absolutely hated area. And see what that would take us to, because I, I think that'd be really interesting to see how that would go. Yeah. Um, but no, um, it's been great following your your journey, 
being part of all this, John. Um, but you know, we're not done yet. Um, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, as in, you know, I'll still be training you. You know, we'll, we'll still have that partnership together. Um, potentially, we'll have the the sequel to our, our fight on Friday night, um, sometime yes. in twenty twenty two. Um, there might actually be two two events that I may have organised. I don't know yet. But you may have organised already. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so there there could be a few things up the sleeve, um, but no, um, you know, obviously the name of the show, John. No excuses, real inspiration, um, and there's no way, no better way to describe that than John Fairgrave. You you are that. You are the show, John. <laughs> thank you very much, Scott. You are the show. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. For your time and massive, massive effort, um, but keep working hard. Thank you, John. With you as my trainer, Scott, I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. <laughs>